Hello. Hey. Hey, girl boss. Hey, Kingling. ¿Cómo estás? Literally hanging in there. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> hanging by a thread. Literally. Literally. It's like a piece of string. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're really out here. Literally. I know. The only plus side to me being this tired is that I don't have to go into the office tomorrow. Oh, your mind. Now I know. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What's new with you? Uh, well, you know what's new with me. Yeah. For everybody listening, and if you don't know... I got a sweet baby angel named Panchito. He's a little dog. I don't know what breed he is, but he's the tiniest, cutest little dog. Little pup I've ever seen. At two months old, with a little birthmark on his bum. Yeah. And he is the sweetest, smartest little angel ever. Um, A little lad, if you will. Yeah. A silly little lad, if you will. Um, he, he's so sweet and I love him so much. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's going on with me. Um, but aside from that, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of No Literally. My name is Juan. And I'm Georgina. Georgina, I know very well we have some stories in our email. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to read one and then we'll go on to today's topic? Absolutely. Let me. Excellent. Pull her up. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We're reading this one. <gasps> uh, girl. <laughs> Sleep paralysis story. Oh my god. Can you believe? I didn't read this one, right? No. No. Okay. Thank you, listener, for sending this in again. Kisses to you. Kisses all around. Alrighty. The first time I had sleep paralysis, I was about 12 and knew nothing about it. (gasps) So as you can imagine, I was completely terrified. To this day, I can still vividly remember the dream. I happened to be on a school field trip to somewhere with cobblestone paths and alleyways. We were on a tour, mostly sightseeing, and it was nearing our time to go. So the teacher told everyone to get on the bus. As I step into the bus, I see our bus driver, who is a nice-looking middle-aged woman. Since I was was one of the last ones on the bus, I ended up getting the back of the bus. The very last seat. The next thing I knew... Actually, that was always my favorite place to sit. Yeah, that, the back of the bus was bumping. Yeah, right? Okay. The next thing I know, we're pulling up to my neighborhood and the bus stops. This is the last stop and the remaining the remainder of the kids are getting off the bus. I must have fallen asleep on the bus or something because most of the kids were already off the bus as I got up and made my way towards the front of the bus to get off. 
As I get closer, the bus driver shuts the door. I slightly panic, thinking maybe she didn't see me. And I let her know this is my stop and I need to get off. She doesn't move. Oh my god. Wait, is this this is the dream, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't move, doesn't say anything. I start to wonder if she didn't hear me and I take a glance. Babes, don't doubt yourself. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Believe. <laughs> and I take a glance into the large rearview mirror above her. What I see is not the same nice-looking bus driver, but a scary exorcist-like version of her oh staring god. back at me. Oh my god. My eyes go that is kind of scary. No, my yeah. eyes go wide. <laughs> And I panic as I open the bus door and run out. As I'm running, I know that she is chasing after me. When I look around, we aren't in my familiar neighborhood, but back at the field trip with the cobblestone paths, path alleyways, and I have no idea where I'm going. Oh my then God. the worst happened. Worse? I, well, uh. yeah. I trip and fall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you see an ugly bitch. That can't be the worst thing. Anyway. <laughs> I trip and fall. I quickly turn around to see the bus driver flying <gasps> flying on top of me. She sits on my chest and oh, I can feel my actual body yeah, tense up. This is the dream. <laughs> You've been there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you know her. <laughs> oh, God. This lady got around. Okay. So. <laughs> what? I was going to say, I said this lady got around. Right. And I was going to be like, oh, um, she started flying, you know, to like, this is where you left off before I interrupted you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) She sits on my chest and I can feel my actual body tense up, unable to move and unable to breathe correctly. (gasps) I feel like I I can't breathe. (laughs) We'll try a little harder, babe. Okay. <laughs> As she sits on top of me, I try to tell myself that this is just a dream and I try to wake myself up. You can imagine my relief when I open my eyes and what I see, what I see is myself in my bedroom. I'm tucked into my cozy blanket. Everything is dark except the muted TV. But something is off. Uh, I still can't move and I, I still feel a heavy weight on my chest. I close my eyes tight, hoping maybe the feeling will go away. When I open my eyes, there's a large book floating above me. What the, the? What the fuck? The book flies open and the pages begin to flip. I look at them, noticing they're all blank until they're not. Oh, bitch. When I, <laughs> what I see next on every page is the face of that bus driver. As they flip, she gets closer and closer, opening. Oh, bruh, hell no. Oh, my God. Opening her mouth as if she's screaming. Ew. I can't scream and I can't move. All I can do is close my eyes and try to wake myself up. And I finally, and finally I do. Shut up. That oh is fucking scary. Oh my god. That is so scary. Ew, that's fucking scary. Oh my god. Yeah, and the worst part is not being able to move. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's fucking scary. Like, you wake up, you think you're in the clear, and then this bitch is coming at you out of a book? Oh, oh absolutely not. Fucking book? Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's really scary. That's really scary. I wonder if it was, like, an actual... I don't know if you remember that part of the story. If it was, like, an actual field trip 
that they took and they just remembered it in the dream and then the dream like went off because like <laughs> if it was an actual field trip and then like they had the dream some demon clunk hanged on to you hung hung hang hung on hung. to you <laughs> huh <laughs> huh there's, there's better ways to deliver that but alas <laughs> here we are <laughs> hung <laughs> hung that's such a funny word right hung it's literally just a sound like bitch all words are sounds Hung. Oh my god, let's move on quickly because the delusions are setting in. Hung. That story was crazy. Thank you for sharing that, actually. Like, that was really... Yeah, yeah it was really scary. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna think about that forever. Literally. On my or at least till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the dementia will kick in. <laughs> <laughs> You wicked witch. Is that dementia is the one where you forget, right? I mean, Alzheimer's and uh, oh, and amnesia then... and okay. God, I'm sorry, I, well, I didn't know you were a doctor. Asking? I didn't know you were a doctor. God, I do naka. speaking of bus drivers in third grade, I had the biggest crush on my bus driver. It's, are you gonna elaborate it's not <laughs> relevant to, more? it's not relevant to anything but he was young and yeah. uh, <laughs> i wonder what he's up to now oh my god let's call him yeah no i know let's let's prank call him <laughs> <laughs> hello we did not go to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Oh my god, I'm. I was so thirsty for him. I remember poking him. Can you believe that third grade me poking him? <laughs> that grown ass man was like, "Get your hands off me!" No, yeah, he was like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> your, your sticky little hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did tell me not to touch him, and I was like. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. He was so... I remember him being so cute. But also, I was in third grade. <laughs> so... Uh, I want to know what he looks like so badly. Oh, you know what? Maybe I could find my yearbook from third grade because don't they do like oh who's your bus driver god i know they did yearbooks for third grade i think they did yeah all we had was like class photos and where did they put the class photos you just bought them separately like when you know when you take your school picture yeah they put those in the yearbook yeah, but we didn't have your books. Why like, not? <laughs> bitch, go ask them. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so, so this you're telling me this company was just taking pictures of kids and selling them back to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With no intent to create a beautiful book of memories. No. 
and this was middle school, elementary no, no, no. school, early elementary school. Really, my brother. They tried to do some type of yearbook one mm. of the years he was, like one of his elementary school years, but then like that didn't take off. When I was in middle school, the students created the yearbook. Oh, I'm sure that was a hot mess. It was a disaster. We designed it all. Ew. Uh, yeah, it was atrocious. Disgusting. Oh my god. But hilarious nonetheless. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I remember I remember in high school I asked my uh I asked my English teacher. Um I was like, do they have yearbooks in college? Not this bitch saying yes. She was like, yeah, they have yearbooks in college and they're really big. Girl. No, they did not. Why are you? Can you say something? (laughs) No, I'm thinking because they do. No, they don't. Not. In a traditional sense. I mean, like, old school, old school, they did have yearbooks that, like, sign my yearbook. But now it's just, like, here's a picture of every student who's attended. And it's more just, like, for cataloging purposes. And Where the hell did they get the pictures of these students? Babe, if you're enrolled, you have a picture in your file. It, oh, like you the take one, one for your student your ID. Student ID. Oh, yeah. yeah. Relax. You think this is like some <laughs> like they're stealing my identity? Like, no. What are they gonna do with my picture? <laughs> Funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna draw a mustache. <laughs> oh, here I am hating on this teacher because I was like that bitch <laughs> lied to me. This stupid bitch. Literally, I was like, she's so dumb. Why would there be a yearbook? <laughs> no, actually, no. I was like, she's so dumb. Why would she say that? This idiot. Literally. Uh, uh, okay, note to self. And can somebody please remind me if I forget? Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to continue? No, saying like, hey, Siri, remind one. Oh. Oi! No, I thought you're gonna be like text back <laughs> lol <laughs> laugh out loud laugh out loud <laughs> um can somebody remind me to check on my third grade yearbook if i still have it um to see if i can locate my hot bus driver uh, <laughs> so i can um look him up and then go to his house <laughs> i'm just kidding oh. i'm just kidding we let's cut that part out um no because now i want to go to his because <laughs> <laughs> i was like i wonder what he turned out like no i know like what's he up to isn't it crazy how every person we've ever met has a life that continues no, I know. <laughs> like that man is doing something right now if he's not dead i thought you said he was young well he was how he... old are you <laughs> <laughs> that he died of old age girl when you were 13 in third grade to now 13, 13. 
That would be great. Girl, anything could have happened. No, you're right. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not you beefing with me. I have to take it out on someone if I can't take it out on this girl. But when I do it (laughs) with my mom, it's an issue. Absolutely. God. It's hard being a parent. Literally. Literally. I didn't ask for this life. Let's not unpack any of it because we're not ready. No, we're not. I... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That man that man is doing something right now. Yeah, and I hope it's good. What do you think he's doing? Do you think you're thinking about me? (laughs) (laughs) He probably is, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Panchito. Lift him up, I wanna see him. Oh la Panchito. Um, I'm always scared when he comes into my room because he's peed and pooped in my room. He's um, a learning boy. So I hope he doesn't get used to um, that. <laughs> yeah, used to my room being the the litter box. Um, you see him? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, but you don't. Oh, oh my goodness! Look at that beautiful little face. I'm literally trying so hard not to scream right now. He's so cute. He almost fell, and I had to. Ay, mi panchito. Save his life. <laughs> literally, he has the fl- for everyone listening. He has the floppiest ears. He does. Ama, cierras mi puerta, porfa. <laughs> oh, Panchito is so cute. I know. So I'm happy scared you gonna... got him. He's literally <gasps> Panchito, loco. Anyway, we're gonna use this moment as an encouragement to everybody to adopt. Don't shop. Adopt. Do not shop. Um, oh my god, have you been seeing those stories about like the shelters and they're like we have so many animals and stuff like that? Is it because of COVID? Yeah. Like, like people are going back to work and they're like, see you later. Yeah. Ugh, that is so sad. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think I can trust people like that. Mm-mm-mm. Like I know in the past, like when I was younger, we've had to give up a pet but it's because like we literally had no other option like it's not because it was an inconvenience or anything like that like i just think it's so sad that i mean they're living creatures they get attached they love people like they love their families and be a foster parent if you can at least yeah seriously oh yeah. Que panchito, que paso. Oh, speaking of pets, this weekend is Ducky's one year anniversary. 
Yeah. Of yeah, of being at the house. And mm. I'm throwing a little carnasada for my mm-hmm. family. I just want to say thank you to my family for like being patient and like my auntie who like takes care of him every day while I'm at work. Yeah. And I'm making all the dogs matching bandanas. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. I bought myself a tiny little sewing machine mm-hmm. and I started, I went to Joanne's, got some fabric and I've just been winging it and I've made two so far. <gasps> and Your mind. And I'm making five for mm-hmm. the dogs here at the house and then two additional ones for my cousin's dogs. So mm-hmm. <gasps> it's all exciting stuff. Is that when you sent me the picture of little yuck yuck? <laughs> Ducky going little... through his existential dread. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> Ducky hates when I put clothes on him or bandanas or bow ties or really anything. He likes to be naked. But it's like, you're a house dog now. Like, put some clothes on. <laughs> yeah, we were closed in this house. No, yeah. Well, I guess except when we go to bed. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you making that a thing has ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> the way that anytime any of our friends who listen to the podcast text me, it always comes up. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. always brought up, and I'm like, you know what? Let me breathe. <laughs> We're all just letting it hang loose at that house, huh? <laughs> once it once it hits past eight p.m., <laughs> you keep this house out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Goodness gracious! <laughs> God, oh, a little yuck yuck. Also, this Good Saturday, times. that's when you're gonna uh, celebrate. Uh, we're gonna celebrate Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. So. Back to our unannounced topic. Yes, back to our unannounced topic. Um, one thing I really wanted to cover today uh, is men. Why I oughta? I think just the idea of heterosexual men and their... Um, how insecure they can be when it comes to their sexuality. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know. One of the one of the more minor things for me is it's just like how they show affection to one another. It's either very aggressive or it's like it's always followed up with like oh yeah, man or like I love you, bro. Mm. And I just never I never and will never understand that like you can babe it's okay to say I love you and you don't have to follow it up with like bro or man to like reinforce your masculinity yeah like I'll go up to you and I'm like love you girl Uh, yeah I do (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute 
<laughs> these these straights might be onto something. <laughs> um, let's let's take a little five minute. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey! <laughs> Did you hear that? I felt it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Also, not you making a breakthrough mid <laughs> mid sentence. <laughs> Literally, no. But you know what? <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, but I love you, girl. I think I say I. I don't say that like being for real or like. That's like say so you don't love me. <laughs> it's like ironic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I love you, like, ironically. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I do love you, but. Love you, girl. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said that, like, being for real. Like, at least the girl part, like, that's always been ironic, which is such a dangerous line to walk because, you know, you start saying things ironically and then it's like it starts to become a habit. Have I ever told you, love you, girl? We say it when we're joking. Yeah. But it's also that thing that, like, we work in I love yous and, like, expressions of appreciation and care and things like that into everyday conversations. Like, And I love you and I appreciate you is just the baseline. And then we build from there. And I just think like our relationship, you and I, we joke around a lot, but I think yes. we're very, we're very okay telling the people in our lives that we love them and care for them in a, in a way that we don't feel like we have to follow it up with humor or whatever because we're uncomfortable with showing love and appreciation yeah why do you think that is that men feel uncomfortable showing that love and appreciation i think it's just a vulnerability aspect like hmm. going to i mean thinking about the men in my life how especially culturally like for us the best and most appropriate time for them to be soft and appreciate and show that love and appreciation without having to add some sort of filter or humor or any type of thing is when they're drunk and yeah i think it's it's so complicated because we culturally like we have emphasized and promoted machismo in that in that sense that men don't have a right to be soft because men have to men have to be too busy taking care of things and like being the provider being the hunter being whatever it is you know um <clears throat> taking control of the family and like that's why i feel like a lot of mexican men like a lot of hispanic men 
their love language is acts of service. Like that's how they show love because they can't verbalize and I love you. They're the way for them to tell you that they love you is for them to provide something for you, provide for you. And I just think it's really sad. Like it's so detrimental to, to their mental state because how often do they feel loved? You know, like, Right. If, yeah, if their love language is acts of service. yeah like if and that's a lot of thing a lot that's something that like us the children of these parents who are like this have to unlearn and have to process and learn and unlearn and all that shit it's really difficult because we stop saying it because they don't say it but they're showing it in a different way and we may not be aware of it And, like, we may need to hear it, but they also may need to hear it. And it's just, uh, it's so complicated. And it's really sad. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it it is really complicated. Because, I mean, this is, these feelings and everything, they've been passed down generation from generation. But it's, I'm glad we're getting to the point where, we're kind of like waking up from realizing how that's detrimental and how the kind of thinking isn't okay. And it's, it started off super, I'm sure very um, strict and like, nope, can't show love or whatever, but like through generations, like it's starting to water down and like, no, it is okay to show love and like all that stuff. But even then it's like, any progress is good progress i guess like i love you man like you know that works i don't know why i was complaining about it like good for you on showing affection it's an attempt but it's also um it just shows that there's so much insecurity surrounding a male bonding and Mm. In some scenarios, and honestly, a lot of scenarios, whether it be platonic um, or familial, a lot of that I love you followed by an act of aggression or a joke or something, it really is boiled down to homophobia. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go there. Like, (laughs) I, like, you know, old birds talking about showing affection to baby boys and it being like oh well don't be too soft you're gonna make him too soft you're gonna make him gay this and that i was like i don't think you know how things work (laughs) like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) like read a book for once please i'm begging you and i've seen it a lot and like to this day i see old birds talking about like their grandbabies and like um, mothers and fathers trying to show a lot more affection and be present in the child's life in in more ways than just providing for them. And you just still see a lot of that. Like you can't be affectionate. You have to be um, more aggressive and you have to be more detached to the boy than you do the girl. Because if you're more, you show a lot of attachment to the boy, he'll grow up gay and he'll grow up soft and he won't be able to, to protect or, or to take care of things or whatever, you know? And yeah, it's just really detrimental. Like, in books that I've read, um, 
attachment is really important and like early i mean basic psychology too like children need to be held they need to be nurtured you know and mm -hmm. it's really sad to see that homophobia <laughs> has like been a root cause for these issues of attachment you know it's something so it's something that should be a non-issue that has caused tears and possible trauma and attachment issues for all of these individuals and uh, yeah it's it's a lot mm -hmm. yeah and they're the most minor things too <clears throat> like it's like stuff that w one wouldn't normally like consider and that's just so crazy because it shows how deep like rooted this stuff is like yeah homophobia racism sexism all that stuff it's it's they're definitely deeply rooted in, into people and you know by educating like you learn you know what's correct what's not but like having this conversation it's like crazy to to realize how deep it goes mm -hmm. um yeah, men. I hate men. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, bro. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story, men suck. No, but um, yeah, it's it, it it does boil down to homophobia and not wanting to be perceived as like too feminine or too emotional yeah. or whatever and it's crazy because it that person and like in my personal experience that person can be like oh well i don't have a problem with you or like i'm not uh, homophobic or anything I hate that yeah and it's like fine whatever you don't have a problem with me but like inherently you're still you still view who i am as like being wrong even if you don't outright say it which is very scary to me like oh yeah like this is like a wolf in sheep's clothing like at yeah. any point if i say something wrong or if i'm too this or too that or whatever or if i just don't align with their views exactly and if i'm one of the cool ones like they can turn on me like instantly absolutely i, re I remember having one at one of my working I was talking to somebody. She was so nice. And um, I was answering some of her questions. And there was something that we couldn't provide. And she was, like, really insisting on it. And, like, no, unfortunately, we can't. That wouldn't, whatever we couldn't provide, that wouldn't happen until next week. Mm -hmm. And that's when she started to turn, like, into a wicked witch. And then she called me the f slur shut up she was like okay and then called me it and then hung up and i was like first of all what a fucking read like oh, oh i remember this Fuck her. yeah <laughs> yeah this is last year no this is like 2020 christmas time 
Um, I was like, oh my god, drag me, girl boss. (laughs) 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 That's because that's how I cope. Um, And yeah, it's just like at, at any moment. And that's with any other like not institution but like with anything else any any other you know group of people that's like anybody which is really scary yeah yeah i think i think when it comes to our identities like our place in the lives of other people is so fragile it's Mm. I mean, like you just mentioned, it's really hanging on by a thread. Like any moment that we no longer fit the ideal idea of what we should be because of our identities, we're an issue and we're the problem and we're the reason that X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. Thinking of the context of guys, like... I I find it so hard to be on like dating apps and stuff like that because of like misogyny and homophobia and like that being the baseline for a lot of this stuff because thinking about like guys will come at you so aggressively and like extremely sexual and like just really disgusting like some of the things they say make my make me want to throw up like in all sincerity because they're so nasty about it and it's that same thing that it's like they want to come off as predatory predatory even if to them that's not what it is like to me absolutely like you're being a predator like they want to come off that way because if they come off in a romantic aspect then it's that thing of like well then i'm gonna have to do all this work to get the prize or whatever like and i get it like that's not where your head's at like right now you just want some coochie like power to you but there's ways there's like a ton of people out there willing to give you some coochie like right looking for the same thing like you don't have for to the same thing like you mm-hmm. don't have to you don't have to try to dehumanize me mm-hmm. to just that no like like i am not just a coochie holder like i'm a whole person like yeah. like i i think it's i think it having that issue with like toxic masculinity it it's created such an issue for everyone everywhere because then it's always like and i feel like that's one of the reasons i've gotten so aggressive (laughs) like the last time few times that i've been able to go out to like a bar or something which is like a thousand years ago but um it's that thing that it's like i see the way these men talk to my friends and like my friends are gorgeous beautiful like kisses like they're Mm -hmm. beautiful amazing precious baby angels and i know that like i'm not often the the target i'm an obstacle they have to get through to get to the prize Mm. and 
the way that they behave is so nasty. I mean, I'm not offended that they're not attracted to me because men would fuck a shoe if it fit right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just that thing that it, they get so nasty about their target. It makes me uncomfortable for my friends. Like, the fact that it's not like, do you want to dance? It's them grabbing them. Another consequence of toxic masculinity is often teaching women that they can't defend themselves, that like they are yeah. supposed to be targets and they are supposed to be prey to the predator. And I just, uh, I don't know. I just think it's really unfair that like it does so much damage to both parties mm -hmm. without them even realizing like it bites you before you know it, you know? Yeah. Sorry that I rambled for like a thousand years. You're literally perfect. You're. Um, and it's so annoying that like. <sighs> like when I go out to the bars and clubs and whatever, like absolutely I'm keeping an eye out on my friends. Um, but I mean, for a group of women, like I'm sure that's that goes on a deeper level. Um, and that's that sucks and i hate i also don't like like when i don't know i i feel like men are starting to get smarter and they're like oh women's rights you're right that does suck that you can't go somewhere um when <laughs> yeah like that that sucks that you can't go somewhere without like um getting preyed upon or whatever coochie mm -hmm. please like yeah i feel like that's the vibe that men are heading towards now yeah um and so like even right now saying that i'm like i sound like a man um <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's that's yeah i mean women going out like it's definitely um there's definitely more danger because yeah i recognize like me going out with a group of women like there's at least a little bit more um uh not you recognize yeah yeah you, I, it is you recognize that you have male privilege you don't have to you can walk alone at night and not be worried exactly yeah exactly um <laughs> But also, sometimes I'd be walking alone, and I'm like, I feel like I'm carrying a rainbow flag, and somebody's gonna be like, oh, "No, that's absolutely valid." Yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you, thank you, Queen. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um. I re oh my god, I remember another time I got called a slur. Um. The way that I would have fist fought. Uh, girl the, me so much the way we were on the street and he was on his like the second floor um but this is during pride we went to one of the clubs at sf um mm. during pride uh when was this 2019 i think um <laughs> i was a little just the tiniest bit intoxicated um, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I remember we were walking down the street and I heard somebody say like have a good night and I was like thank you you too <laughs> and then my friend was like 
Girl, he just called us a bunch of like slurs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? But you saying thank you, YouTube <laughs> is actually really good. <laughs> no, I know my mind. No, I know. No, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yep, they got me, boys. <laughs> um, anyway. <sighs> yeah, toxic masculinity really is so annoying, and the way, yeah, you're right, it's rooted in homophobia, and um, I I just wish oh, men! Oh, I know. And no, it's yeah. not to say that, like, all men suck. No. It's just that sometimes the culture that we live in creates A trope. <laughs> hmm. And we get so, so caught up existing in this culture because obviously the, it's where we live. It's where yeah. what we're born from and all this other kind of shit. And a lot of the times it is inevitable to fall into these patterns. But mm-hmm. it's also on us to have self-awareness and to want to be better for ourselves and the people around us. And I saw this thing I act today, actually, that was like the next time, like whether it's your partner or somebody, whatever, the next time he says something to you, that you find problematic tell him to write it down and then hand that piece of paper to his mother or his Mm. sister or his daughter and it's like if you wouldn't tolerate another man saying that to them then you have no reason to be saying that to me and it's it's that thing that it's like she could be your mother like when people talk about defending women um against like rape culture and like things like that and it's like well what if it was your daughter what if it was this so it was like she doesn't have to be anything to you just the simple fact that she's a person right is reason enough for her to have full autonomy of her body for her yeah. for you to be respecting her boundaries and her space and anything like that like she doesn't have to be shit to you for her to have value and i think no. that that's a huge thing that people don't really understand like mm-hmm it's the fact that we have to personalize it yeah. so people get the point is ridiculous yeah, yeah. and no it, it really goes to show how much women have been dehumanized to men yeah. and if you're not his sister his mother his auntie his daughter whatever, whatever mm-hmm then you really just you aren't shit and it's really sad like i don't want to have to mean something to everybody for me to feel safe in a room full of men Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it gets really complicated but it it's it's something we all have to work work on for ourselves like you know I mean, I know for a fact that I have a lot of, like, 
internalized like misogyny and internalized type of thing but it's something that when it comes no. up i'm like whoa like what the hell was that you know like where did that yeah. come from like why do i think this way and it came up a lot with you know the guy i was dating and certain things he would do certain things he would want whatever and i would just get really really frustrated because I'm like hyper independent. Like I don't like to ask anybody for anything. I don't like to need anything from anybody. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather starve than ask somebody for help type of thing. Like, yeah. and that was like not the case for him. Like for him, it was a lot of like, I, I need to be taken care of. And that's where a lot of my issues of internalized, like, misogyny and like all this kind of thing I was like why can't you take care of yourself like aren't you supposed to like in my head I was like like some man you are that you can't take care of yourself whatever and I was like pause like that is such problematic thinking because mm -hmm. then again I'm reinforcing the fact that I think he I had this idea that he couldn't have needs that he couldn't whatever like mm -hmm. his sole purpose was to provide and take care of himself and like be self-reliant type thing and that's not the case like obviously everybody needs space to be soft everybody needs space to feel safe mm -hmm. and it's absolutely something that like we need to check on ourselves like check ourselves for often because it's so embedded in you like whether as woke as I think I am and like as educated as I try to maintain myself like it this shit will come up and it's better to like acknowledge it make amends if you acted on it ask yourself for forgiveness ask your creator whoever for forgiveness and like try to move on with it in a better more educated proactive way because this shit runs deep and I think it's important for us to like I don't know work hard to I don't know anymore I don't know <laughs> why I oughta no I know my brain is like <laughs> my brain is taking off on me and I, I'm lost that's okay queen um when you mentioned autonomy it reminded me of what's going on with Roe v. Wade and it's um, it's so annoying because like it really just highlights how selfish people in positions of power are Yeah, because you know damn well if they had uteruses they would be fighting tooth and nail to keep abortion like legal oh yeah but because they're like, oh, it doesn't affect me. And it's just like, it's not my problem. It's your problem. Like, and really, it's just a show. I feel like it's just a show of power and like what they can get away with. Yeah. Um, which is so annoying because, like, fuck. It's, yeah. And like, they get away with this they're gonna start getting away away with like a lot more stuff because they're just pushing 
the edge and like blurring the line and like of what's okay what's not and mm-hmm. i mean with with anything i that's like i remember in my first psych class um when it came to cults um which i thought was so interesting is like the the easiest way to get somebody in a cult is just like not like hard stuff at first but it's just like oh like just sign up for our newsletter Mm -hmm. super simple and then like next thing like what's your phone number and like before you even realize that you're in so deep um and like with this and like with like any type of behavior like toxic behavior displayed by anybody like people are just showing and like pushing the boundaries of like what they can get away with and like if you don't nip it in the bud like then it's just gonna get worse and like you need to stop it and like explain um where was i going with this uh yeah i feel i just feel like people in positions of power are just trying to test test the boundaries and see like what they can get away with yeah i (sighs) yeah it's really complicated like when i see roe versus wade i do think it's that power dynamic thing that it's like I'm not going to bend to you. You're going to bend to me right. type of thing. Like, yeah. um, I also think it's that uh, religious hypocrisy that it's like, you can't get abortions, but absolutely, like, if you want to have a baby, go ahead and get that fertility treatment. Go ahead and get all this whatever, whatever, whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. if it is God's will, as you say, then it was his will for you not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to cut one, we should cut the other. Like, I just see that like religious aspect that of like, you can't have God without the devil. I was like, okay, well you can have abortions and you can't have your, like all of that shit. Like don't go freezing eggs and freezing stuff. Uh, like cut all of it, you know, like literally it's, it's full hypocrisy. Like, yeah you're not going to cut that because then you're going to go ahead and breed more insert religion here. It's, it's not fair that someone it's a thing that it's like if someone wants to have an abortion, they don't need some type of excuse. They don't need some tragedy attached to it. They don't need medical reasoning. Just the simple fact that they don't want to is perfectly valid and a good enough yeah. reason alone. Like, mm-hmm. it's not their problem that maybe so-and-so did want to have a child. Like, okay, well, that's on them. Like, they can go get a child. There's adoption agencies. There are fertility clinics and all those kind of, like, options for them. Like, it's not... it. it it's very blatant how much this is about religious beliefs and power dynamics like it yeah it's as simple as that and i i don't know i just feel really disgusted by all of it because i feel like you're repealing one then we know what's coming next i know what else you're gonna take away next and it's it's really tragic like i on tiktok i've seen i saw this couple who um you know, um, they're working on trying to have a baby and 
they started having to like face the fact that it's like, well, if they're repealing Roe versus Wade, then how do we know 10 years down the line, our marriage isn't going to be recognized as <laughs> an actual marriage. Like, this is like that cult thing that you were mentioning, like they're, they're pushing the agenda for this. They're trying to slowly break everyone so that by the time they get to even bigger heavy hitter stuff, we'll just be too broken to fight back. Yeah. And I don't know, man. These Gen Z kids, I feel like they're ready to burn it all down. Yeah. And I'm with it. Yeah, and it's so, like, literally, does the phrase separation of church and state mean nothing? Like, for the people that are, like, I don't know, is separation of church and state in the Constitution? <laughs> I um, think so. I think so, too. I don't know. No, um, it's part of checks and balances, so then... Girl, that's a bank. That's a bank thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, um, history major, babes? Yeah. Um, if you're listening, please. Please save us. <laughs> yeah, please save us. Um, but, uh, anyway, separation to church and state, literally, that apparently that means nothing anymore. And also... Well, it meant uh, nothing always. Uh, huh? It meant nothing always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's so annoying because like <laughs> like we were arguing we were talking about last time, like God gave us free will, then we should have the free will to be aborting babies. <laughs> like Yeah. Like to have these abortions. Uh let me phrase that better. If God gave us free will. <laughs> Then we should have. No, I loved it. That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like, or because then it's like, who are you to dictate what the Bible meant and like what religion and like all that stuff meant? Um, and which starts to get a little scary because like, religion is such a heavy foundation to a lot of systems in place. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as soon as people start, like, messing with that and, like, saying, well, the Bible meant this and that's what we're going to go with or whatever. Mm. And... Like I don't know that starts to get, that starts to get scary. Um, yeah. yeah, I was watching. I don't know if you saw this TikTok. Yeah, I went to TikTok University and what? <laughs> Literally graduated <laughs> with your fucking masters. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, it's this video of like women of non-Christian religions. They're talking about how their religions, like, yeah, you can get an abortion. I saw that TikTok. Yes, because it's in it's more important to protect the person carrying the child than an unborn fetus. And yeah. I was like, bravo to you because 
it's so tragic to think that like for a lot of people the second I get pregnant my entire identity goes out the window and all I am is this vessel for this child literally like it's no longer your needs but it's yeah the, the yeah and it's I mean obviously like as a person who does want to have children one day and like who does want to carry their own children whatever I absolutely like understand that aspect but I also know that if it's gonna cost me my life and somebody's like do it anyway that's not somebody I want around Mm -mm. like why are you so quick to pull the trigger on me yeah and I Again, I like I said before, I don't think it has to be about, oh, well, this person was essayed or this person um, has to get it because of a medical emergency or X, Y, and Z. Like, no, if the simple fact that this person does not want to be pregnant is recent enough. Yeah. And it really is tragic. Like, my bad if this hurts but like it really was jesus and the christians that like came in and like demonized a lot of things that were perfectly normal prior to them yeah like what was the ancient greeks like they were all about the homosexuality and like they were living it up they loved it good for them take me back (laughs) (laughs) like good for them like people talk about how it's wrong and blah 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 like this is a conversation I had with a specific person and they were having like these issues about being gay because they're religious and it got to this point that like It got to like a bad point and I was like you know what like I had to walk away because I was like you believe in your God and you believe that your God makes no mistakes and whatever you know your God is a perfect God your creator made you as you are with conviction with purpose and If you're letting the people on this earth who have mutilated all of those beliefs from jump dictate your perception of yourself, Mm -hmm. then I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to help. I don't know. I don't know how to be in your life in accordance to that. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, it's like, the self-loathing is just so far gone yeah that part of part of them died like like they feel so trapped by their own beliefs that they genuinely believe they're an awful person that they genuinely believe they're evil or a degenerate or whatever you want to call it whatever they want to call it that they'd rather hate themselves than take a step back and 
see Christianity for what it is instead of what it's been made Mm -hmm. into. And I mean, I know religion is complicated. I know it's, it's, it's a very sensitive topic. Like I've, (laughs) I've been trying to figure out my beliefs since I was 14 and they're still evolving, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) that Jesus and those Christians, (laughs) they really like, it really has like, it's really like I gave you this idea, run with it, see where it goes. And they ran they sprinted south. Like they sprinted in no. the <laughs> wrong direction. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it 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 gets real real muddy and complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, forgive me. <laughs> It's okay. We'll see if Jesus forgives you. (laughs) We'll see if I don't leave my room and get struck down by lightning. Literally. (laughs) God, anyway. Well. Don't bring him into this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. Too soon. If you have any thoughts or anything, definitely feel free to email us at noliterallypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Sorry, I'm so aggressive. No, literally, I thought you got it out this entire episode, but I guess you have some more venom to spit, so. (laughs) So I'm sorry. It's okay, queen. I just need a nap. Uh, Oh, girl, me too. Um, Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye! Bye!